And now on Games We Play, Gadget Grid. Designed by Matt Hughes with art by Patrick Liddell and published by Space Mole Games. Wacky alien races, unique items, devastating traps, and zombie robots are all included in this fun battle royale game. Gadget Grid supports play for two-day contestants as they try to battle it out to be the last one standing in the grid. Contestants make use of items like the laser-guided axe, unique traps, or even the Zombots to damage their opponents, all while moving around the grid to collect more items and upgrades. Each contestant starts with three life gizmos which represent their health. Once these are depleted, the contestants are turned into Zomboids. The contestant will still be able to move their character around, but lose the ability to use items and upgrades. Also, the other players can move the Zomboids around on their turn as an attack. If one of these Zomboids come into contact with another living player, the Zomboid steals one life gizmo and is resurrected. The game is finished when there is only one living player left in the grid. So I'm a big fan of the Battle Royale type games on my Xbox. When we got this board game, that was the first thing I thought about as I'm reading through the rules and the setup for this. Gadget Grid is by Space Bowl Games. Um, guys are out in California. They contacted us and asked us to do a review of their game that they were bringing to Kickstarter. Right. And they sent us a prototype version of it for us to sit down, play it, pulled it out. We played it, uh, ran through it ourselves. We brought some more people in to play. Um, first of all, the game definitely plays better with more people. Like, it's more fun, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like, this turned out to be kind of a great surprise for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, you never know what to expect when you're first picking up a game, especially one like this, that there wasn't a whole lot out there about it. Um, so I was, I was pleasantly surprised with what we found. And once we got into it a little bit, it's pretty, it's pretty fun time. Like, right. Yeah. Definitely falls into that kind of, uh, family game genre. Like we talked about, right. So if anybody can play the theme of it is like all these different aliens are pulled into this intergalactic reality TV game contest. Yeah. And they're all dropped on the grid. And on the grid with them are weapons and equipment and traps and part of the grid may be broken in some places. Um, And then there's the Zombots, which are zombie robots. You play your turn by placing new items on the grid, moving around and attacking. And you only have three health and there's no way to restore health, right? At least that we found. Right. Well, and I asked them. I did something. I was like, hey, can you heal? And they're like, nope. Keeps it fast. And I was like. Right on, baby. Because um, that's what this is going for. This is going for uh, pull this out, throw it down, roll some dice to set up your board, and then get going, right? And you're talking about a 15 to 45 minute game. Totally see that happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, 45 minutes, like you'd have to have eight players and like some probably, probably play slow. Right, right. <laughs> to, to run into that. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So let's start with setup on this thing. You have a grid in front of you, um, not to bury anything in the name, right? Uh, and it's like there's like a hundred squares and you roll uh, two 10 sided dice yep. to determine how you're going to set uh, your initial grid setup. There are instructions in the book that tell you how many players you have and then what items you add to your initial setup pieces. The initial setup on the grid determines where characters are located, where the zombies are located, where items and traps and all that stuff. You shuffle it all up randomly, and then as you roll, you set these things out. So it's a complete random setup every time, which is fantastic. And I like the way that as you roll the ten, two 10-sided dies, so let's say you have 24, so you'll put one item on 24, one item on 42. Right. So there's that almost like uh, symmetry on each side of the board, which I think 
adds a pretty cool layer of setup to it. You can also put things down like debris or uh, what do they call it? Environmentals. Like it may be like part of the wall has fallen down or rubble or something that basically makes those squares impossible to use. It also affects line of sight for various items and things like that Mm -hmm. uh, because there are items that can fire and traps that fire, you know, things across the entire board. So it's nice to have some things that break that line of sight up as well. Yep. Yep. Um, So, yeah. I guess let's hop into our usual ratings here. Um, let's talk value. So I, the Kickstarter is, what, 25 bucks plus shipping right yep. now. Um, and we just talked about that on our last show. Uh, the MSRP on the game is 40 bucks, And I'm like, yeah, totally. All day. Yeah. Easy. Like, easy. Hey. Uh, the randomization in this game is going to make sure that every time you play, you're playing a different game. Yeah. I, I think this is one of those games that I could see being... Um, not quite filler level, but kind of like just a step up above that. Right. Um, like this probably isn't your headline game. You're going to be playing at a game night, but mm-hmm. this is one of those that let's say you got one guy running late, slap this thing on the table, knock it out in 15, 20 minutes. And yeah, you're, you're rolling Absolutely. with it. Yeah. Um, I, I love that it isn't super in depth. Like it has, but it has enough strategic choices to make it interesting. Yes. Yes. There's a lot going on on the board at all times, and you've kind of, as you're moving and you're, you know, pushing your character around the board, you've really got to look to watch where you're standing, yeah. um, because a lot of, like, the traps could go off, and some of them cover an expansive part of the board. Um, some of the weapons and some of the equipment that you can get your hands on really can do damage to a large area. You Zombots can move, like, what is it, two squares, three squares? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, if you're within two squares of one, you're going to take, you know, you could take damage the next round. It's a lot to keep in mind, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think on value all day long, uh, especially right now on the Kickstarter, 25 bucks. I mean, yeah, this is this game is worth the $40 that is the MSRP. So to get it for 25 bucks is a steal. Absolutely. Um, So let's talk components. Now, this is a little bit hard for us because we have just played a prototype version so not guaranteed that everything we played is 100 the way it'll be in final like shipping version um but still one of the things i really enjoyed about it is the art i feel like the art is very on theme for what they were going with. very much very much and you can tell that there's a lot of effort that was put into it from the art standpoint um one thing that i did notice that i just thought was unique is there are zombots that you put down right yep. And I think there's eight of them in the box, right? And then they're just, the, the, for our prototype version, there was just the cardboard cutouts that go on a stand. But each of the Zombots was different. Like, there's yeah. the base Zombot, but then, like, one of them's wearing a tie, and one of them's got, like, a, a beanie with a propeller on it and stuff. So yeah. they all look alike, but when you look closer, it's like, oh, like, that little extra detail I can appreciate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's fantastic. For the most part, though, we had didn't have any trouble with the components. Everything was really nice. Um, the tiles and stuff, I mean, they were great. I think that's great production quality where they're at. Um, the, there were a couple of things that we kind of were looking at that was um, slightly questionable, uh, but I think it's because it's a prototype. Yes. Uh, we had some trouble with the life gizmo sitting on top of the characters and also with the, uh, the box that the cards were held in um, like during gameplay. But again... More than likely, that's all stuff that is going to get worked out after the project is over. Uh, but, I mean, in no way did those two things detract from the game. Plan. Right. Absolutely. And it looks like if you look at the Kickstarter, it looks like they may have already fixed those yep. in final production. So. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, I think absolutely this game is fantastic. Um, the com- Even, like I said, the components we played being a prototype did not 
do anything as far as the takeaway from the fun that we had with the game. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk gameplay. The game is very light. Uh, once you kind of get a first like initial impression of the rules, um, it goes pretty good. I do like the player handouts that they have. That's a, I'm always a fan of good player handouts um, that give you the turn order rundown and kind of what you can do and things like that. Right. Um, as well as um, around the edge of the board, it describes a couple different things like the way the traps go off, what they look like when they do and things like that. I think it was really big for that as well, talking about the way the traps go off and what damage they do. Yeah. Because they explain it. The board is designed in a horizontal and vertical fashion where you can move diagonally, but not all damage is configured diagonally. Yeah. And that was an important part that we talked to them about. And they're like, yeah, we explain, we make sure to talk about that, you know, so everybody understands. But they also have a picture on all of the cards yes. that do damage and all of the traps that show you exactly what damage it'll do. Now... For a while, we were questioning it, and I was like, this is stupid. Let's just do what the card says. Like, in my head, it took me a second to get that to click. Like, Yeah, and I I do appreciate the way they put the pictures on there because that does make it easier because not everybody visualizes things the same way. Exactly. It's really helpful for maybe people who can't visualize well or have a different idea of what that word means or the way the words mean together. Um, having a picture of it eliminates any kind of questions. So, yeah, 100%. Um so it's pretty much straightforward. Um, you are trying to damage your opponent before they damage you. Right. Um, and there are a variety of different ways to do that. A bunch of cool items like the laser guided axe or just a rock that you can throw. <laughs> I love the rock. Um, one, of, one of the things I really liked was the ability to control the zombies as well. Because they, yes. don't, they don't move on their own. As a player for your attack action, you can either play an attack card or you can move one of the zombies to try and attack one of the opponents which is a really cool idea like i like yeah. that so i i think that was fantastic the other part that i like kind of tied into that is when you lose all your health gizmos you become basically a zombie right you can move yourself um but you can't do really an attack or anything but other players can use you to try and attack um and if you do come in contact with a living player you get to steal one health and all of a sudden you are a living player again right so you're back in the game there's only three health. That is really the only way to get health back, and you only get one. Yeah, and you're stealing it from somebody else, so the total health pool is still going down. Really like it. Like I said, we did have some questions that we wrote back to them to check on and got answers back like immediately. Yeah. But really, it's designed that way. It's supposed to be fast. Like, that's what this is supposed to be. I like that, and like looking at it from that perspective makes perfect sense, and it's a lot of fun. And if you're, if you're somebody that's going to move a former player, now Zombot, Zomboid... Yeah, um, you have to realize that if you're going to do damage, it's going to wake them back up. So your chances of winning, yep. the, the, it changes, you know, the perspective and you know how that's going to work out. Yeah, there are definitely elements of strategy there to consider that we barely scratched the surface on. Right. Like, I, I think that is really cool because when you look at it as the zomboid, you get to move yourself, but then somebody else gets. So you really you get double movement when you're in that to try and get to somebody. I think it keeps the game exciting. Uh, one of the things I noticed is as you're like considering on the board where you're at, you're never really truly safe. No. And there's one example in the book that it talks about of using the portal system. So there are tiles in the game that are portal tiles and each one of them is considered adjacent to every other one. So you can walk through one portal and come out on any other portal you want. Also, you can throw items through the portals. <laughs> one of the, the examples in the, um, the guidebook shows that, uh, one character could relatively hit every other character on the map by throwing the laser guided axe through a portal. 
because they could choose which portal it came out of and that it would hit the player like all the other players. So stuff like that is really cool. It adds like a really interesting tactical element to it, but it's it's not at the level of like wargaming. Like, yeah, right. It's still very light and fun and fast. And if you get knocked out, then it's it's not that big of a deal. Like you can reset and reroll the grid and run it again. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, um, I think that adds a lot to the replayability, which is the next thing we like to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the randomness is what creates the good replayability in this. So, you know, we've talked about before how some people don't like a lot of randomness in their game. Um, I think that happens when you're talking about player choices and things. But for this type of setup, I think the randomness is perfect for two reasons. One, it's not only not only creates like obviously the grid and where things are, but because you use both dice like flipped, it creates a symmetry on each side of the board that allows, even though like one person may get something really close to them, there's another one on the other side of the board as well that you could have access to. Right. Right. Um, And the portals make it really fun to bounce back and forth across the board because most of the time they're not right next to each other. Um, So it gives you a little bit more mobility moving around the board. Um, but yeah, you're always have to be like wondering where things are. You're putting out at least two items every turn. Right. Um, or traps or something. So, you know, <laughs> the beginning of your turn, you may be safe. But when your opponent rolls, they may end up putting a trap right next to you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You can get that dropped right on you. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. In the Kickstarter right now, for 25 bucks, like you cannot go wrong with this. And I, absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about some of the bigger Kickstarters we've, we've backed this year. For, yeah, for a, an investment like this, it's an excellent fun game, especially if you're a family. You know, maybe you have kids who are not quite ready for the really heavy games. Like, this is a fun one to break out and just have a blast. Gadget Grid from Space Mole Games on Kickstarter right now. Go over and take a look. Like, we are all about helping the small indie producers anyway. These guys that are breaking into this. Go take a look at these guys' game. I don't think I could back this one enough. 25 bucks right now. There's no way you'll regret that. Yeah, 100%. Go take a look, and uh, let's get these guys funded. 